discuss a few of uh, the questions that you have written down. question that uh, ask does the Buddha ever say that one day all the beings can or will be liberated uh, no according to uh, the Theravada tradition it's, the, it's not uh, they don't say like this they say that the sangsara is very long and it can last also a quite a big period of time so unless somebody practices the Eightfold Noble Path, then it cannot be, uh, they cannot be uh, liberated. Although they can attain rebirth in the Brahma Loka, uh, you know, the celestial uh, realms of the gods, then uh, they will still be stuck in the, uh, in the cycle of existence. So uh, another one, in your last talk you mentioned metta jhana, you indicated there were three metta jhana, can you describe them? Ayadhyayadi metta jhanas was break, breaking down the barriers, that is, equal metta to all beings, is there more to this? So. Uh, the jhana means to have an object uh, in the mind very uh, well established and uh, in the case of the metta jhana the object that the mind will be holding is beings so beings can be beings in general but uh, if the practice is done gradually, then normally we start with somebody that we love, that uh, we respect, or that is bringing us uh, some kind of inspiration. So when we have the, that uh, presence, or that uh, image, or the, 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 the felt sense of uh, that being, when we have that uh, very firmly established in our mind, then uh, we can get jhana. So only with one person, only with one being, we can attain the jhana. And the metta jhana, as uh, like all, all the other jhanas, have the same principle. That is, the mind is fixed, is firmly fixed on, on the object, and then the, 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 the impulsions of the mind uh, consciousness is just uh, uninterrupted by, uh, by flow of, uh, of other uh, uh, conscious uh, process. So the mind can stay uh, in that state for a long time. And, uh, the same principle is that uh, once uh, somebody is able to get uh, the jhana with, uh, with uh, a specific person, then also if the person likes, then he, he can develop from the first jhana, then go to the second jhana by dropping the, the jhana factors of the, of the first jhana, the two jhana factors of the first jhana, and, go, and then go to the second jhana, and then the same thing with the third jhana. And uh, so like that, uh, uh, three jhanas can be attained. This is how uh, it can be described. But also uh, here, the question is related to the idea that someone thought that uh, breaking down the barriers was meant as the metta jhana. Because when one, one is practicing the Brahma Vihara, then uh, 
uh, the jhana or the, the object of the mind that is uh, having that state of uh, loving kindness uh, should be universal or it should be uh, spread throughout the universe uh, without uh, barriers, without frontier and also without distinction of uh, oh I like this one, I don't like that one and like this. So this is what is uh, meant by breaking down the barriers. and. Uh, And uh, somebody who doesn't, who is not satisfied by having only one person, you know, like uh, someone, who one person as an object, then the person can uh, can uh, reflect that well. Uh, uh, it's very easy to to love somebody that I like or somebody that is very good to me. But actually, this is this a real meta. So the real meta starts when we are able to uh, uh, to make no difference with the. Uh, like the barrier that is uh, spoken about is the, dim the limitation is here it is uh, uh, traditionally divided in four that is uh, we have ourselves and then we have somebody that we love we cherish and then somebody that is uh, neutral to us and then also people who to that we don't like so much or we dislike or who also are uh, our enemies so uh, when we practice gradually, then uh, we try to, uh, to develop the equal quality of loving-kindness to these four uh, types of person, ourselves included. And the most uh, difficult uh, one normally is the, the one we don't like and the one who, br who brings us uh, displeasure and a feeling of animosity. So when we are able to make no difference with uh, these types of uh, people, then uh, this is called breaking the, the barriers and at that time when somebody has developed the, that quality of uh, loving-kindness meditation, then the jhana becomes uh, very much easier and also it becomes very much uh, spontaneous because the, the, the it becomes a natural part, of a natural uh, function. I mean, it's easy for the mind to, to get into that state. So also, uh, uh, when somebody has uh, broken down the barriers, then the the sign itself cannot be extended. That is, if we have only one person, we cannot extend the, the concept of one person to the universe. What actually is being extended? Because the uh, consciousness of jhana has the same quality of uh, expansion. That is, the mind comes to include a very vast field of, uh, of awareness. So uh, the object themselves, the objects on which the mind depends for uh, its arising, is not being ex extended. Rather, what is extended is the uh, the delimitation in which uh, the beings appear. That is the, the location, and that is the uh, how to say the field. Like uh, uh, the, all the beings uh, included in the direction, like in the north, or the beings in the south, the being in the east, the west, the in above, uh, below, or like this. So. Uh, in these directions, uh, beings are included. So uh, the mind expands itself, but uh, it is expanding just in the function of, uh, of uh, location. And then also by expanding itself, by expanding the, 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 the delimitation of, uh, of uh, consciousness, then by, by, by natural law, 
then uh, more beings are to be included into uh, the field of, uh, of awareness. So in that sense, uh, the mind becomes uh, to take a much more uh, broader uh, perspective and scope of uh, attention. I think this is for it. Yeah, uh, the other question is, can you compare, contrast the vipassana jhana with the absorption jhana? So what is called the vipassana jhana actually is a description given in the uh, patana, one of the book of uh, the Abhidhamma. And, uh, it refers to uh, consciousness uh, that is having the characteristics as its uh, object. Uh, and uh, I said last week uh, that uh, like the Pali words for these uh, jhanas is one is Lakana uh, Upanijana. That means the jhana that is arising having the characteristics as a support. And then uh, the jhana that will give rise to full absorption in the sense of uh, apana, then it's aramana uh, upanijjana, that is the, uh, the consciousness, the jhana that is having an object uh, as its uh, supporting condition. But here the object uh, that we are spoken, that we are speaking about in the second case is, is an object of, uh, of samatha, like a concept. So we have a concept, an imita, or, or its equivalent, and then the mind gets absorbed in that. So it lasts for a much longer time without interruption. Whereas the vipassana jhana, because the object uh, are the characteristics of uh, the tilakana and ichaduka and atta, and uh, also because the object is not a concept, then the object are not strong enough uh, to bring the consciousness uh, uh, much higher than the first jhana, because it always needs the vitaka and the vichara, that is the ap initial application of the mind and the conscious, uh, continuous application, sustained application of the mind. Um, then, uh, because of that also, because it is functioning on a sense sphere type of uh, consciousness, then uh, after 17 mind moments, then uh, it falls into uh, Bhavanga for a short time and then it takes again the same object. So the same object can be taken again and again on a continuous process, but uh, there will be always an interruption of, uh, of Bhavanga. So because the object is, uh, is, uh, is, is changing all the time, then, uh, then it's, not, uh, it's, not, it's not like in the, in the Samatha Jhana. Also, uh, it is called jhana in that sense because um, because every consciousness, the the, the, the kusala uh, consciousness, are also having the jhana factors. So the jhana factors are not only associated with the with the jhana that we find the, 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 the jhana consciousness that we find in the samatha jhana, but the jhana factors can also be found in a sense sphere uh, type of uh, consciousness. Then like the Vitaka, Vichara, Piti, Sukha, Ekagata, then every, uh, uh, many of the sense sphere of consciousness, like if you are aware of something with the five senses, then also these uh, five jhana factors can be there. So because of that, it is, uh, it is called uh, Vipassana jhana. But also, 
when it's different than the normal sense sphere consciousness because the, the, the mind also has a rich, a very, high state, a very high state of purity. So it's a little bit different. So this is the, actually the, 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 the difference with the, uh, the absorption jhana. Do you, uh, do you pick it up? Hmm? Is, it, is it clear? Yes. You said the object is different. What is the object? The, obje- the object is not, a consci- is not a concept. So the object is the characteristic of uh, anicca, dukkha, or anatta. Or the object is the, is, uh, the ultimate materiality or ultimate mentality also. These can also be the objects, like the earth element and etc. You know everything that is classified in this uh, in this class. In practicing with the breath, at what point do the two paths split? What is the marker of the junction of the juncture? Subjectively, that is what is the uh, when we are practicing anapanasati, uh, where do we demark? At which time do we demark? Now I am practicing vipassana. Now I am practicing uh, samatha. What is the what is the, the, the what is going to make the difference between these two things? So, if someone wants to develop jhana like uh, absorption, then uh, the object needs to be very strong and very stable and also the object actually needs to be a concept. It needs to uh, be, it needs to be a, a, a mental uh, uh, image or it needs to be a mental perception of something. So, uh, it is a concept. And uh, when we are practicing anapana, then uh, the concept of the breath will be uh, will be the object. So, the concept of the breath being the object, then at a certain point when the mind becomes reconcentrated, then uh, the breath itself, which is like we last time we were talking about concepts, no? So the concept of the breath, what we are talking, what we are uh, speaking about, is that. Uh, it's a concept based on a reality. That is the breath. Actually, the actual process of the breath is the ultimate reality. It is the respiration. And the respiration is just the wind element as a predominant. Of course, all the other elements are there. But the wind element is predominant. But uh, the object of the anapanasati, when we are practicing samatha, is the concept that means uh, the idea that we are making out of the agglomeration of these uh, elements, because if we look at the breath properly, then we are just seeing elements, the physical elements. So uh, we don't have, looking at the elements uh, at themselves as they are, we don't have the concept breath. The concept breath is a, is a, a mental creation, creation based on a real uh, a reality, a real process. So. Uh, when we practice uh, directing our mind, uh, aiming for jhana, then at the sto- uh, from the beginning, the, the, the idea of breath is there. Like, okay, now we know we are breathing in, we know we are breathing out. So already, 
it's a in, it's an it's a it's an identification of a of a process that is uh, uh, that is uh, being conceptualized and also uh, the second step then we are aware if the breath is long or if the breath is short and then we are aware of the whole breath so these uh, all refer to, to 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 a reality the reality of the breath which is uh, just the four elements so. Um, from the beginning, the concept is used to uh, to focus our attention, and then at a certain point, that concept also becomes very uh, firmly established, and the mind has has developed uh, uh, a representative of the of, of that concept that which is uh, more uh, stable and also more uh, it has a different aspect. It becomes much more stable, and then this is what we call the limit. So based on the limit, at that point, uh, the mind can keep that uh, conceptual uh, that conceptual perception of the breath that has become an imita and then go into uh, the full absorption but at that point also like uh, anapana has the advantage of uh, being able to be used for samatha and also it can be used for the vipassana right from the beginning so at the beginning if we are not interested to develop samatha then uh, right from the beginning we see the the breath as the air element huh? and then we don't conceptualize about it and also we are just observing the the, the, the process itself the natural process so by observing the natural process because we are not conceptualizing then uh, from the beginning we are having an approach uh, oriented towards insight so we are going to have an insight into the into the, the physical phenomenon the, the physical process of the breathing So, uh, however, the practice of anapana also has the, the, the big potential to lead us to absorption, to jhana, and then to, uh, to be a tool to, to, to reach higher level of concentration. So, uh, that's why normally uh, when we are practicing an anapana, then uh, at the beginning it is oriented with, uh, with the idea that uh, we will establish some samatha foundation, some uh, concentration, some tranquility and serenity with, uh, with the breath. Uh, so, um, when we are satisfied uh, of having cleared the breath, and not having cleared the breath, but uh, when we are satisfied of, uh, of having cleared the mind, having calmed the mind with that uh, concept of uh, the physical process of the breath, then the mind uh, has come to a degree of uh, balance. The uh, degree also, it's called, a, a, it's also a stage of upekka, where the mind is totally balanced, and the mind is totally in a state of, of, uh, of observation. And then at that time, the junction can be actually uh, uh, be processed into, uh, towards uh, more samatha, or to turn it to the vipassana. So at that time, when we have reached that state, that uh, state of uh, calm and uh, concentrated and very balanced, clear state of mind, then we can choose, ah yes, the, I, can, I can deepen or I can uh, proceed on to, to develop more uh, concentration with that breath. And then we use it, the concept that uh, at that time the nimitta uh, will have appeared. Oh, and, the, and then we can continue the jhana like this with the, the breath, the, the breath uh, nimitta. Or 
uh, if we are satisfied with it and we say, no, no, that, now that's enough, then we can turn to the Vipassana. So the way that we turn to the Vipassana using the breath is that uh, we just uh, go back to, to the reality and then not to uh, depend on concepts only. And then what are the reality we are going to observe? Well, that's all the same thing, mind and matter. And what is matter? Matter, we are starting with the breath. So what is the breath? And we see the four elements in the breath first step, because this is the initial uh, object uh, of which we have uh, turned our attention, so we analyze the bread as the fundamentals. Then, on what is that bread depending on? The bread depends on the body, so we look, we look at the body, and uh, some tradition, and also some uh, schools, you know, um, because they have uh, emphasized a lot the observation of uh, Anapanasati from the, from the touching point, at the entrance of the nostril. So all their practice is based around there. So they keep the attention only around the upper lip. And from there, not only they will, uh, they could develop the jhana, but also from there they will proceed to the vipassana. And how they do? From there, they are just observing the breath. Then they see that this is the air element. And then from there, from the upper lip, they just start. And then they, they see the four elements in the upper lip itself. And of course, you know, the, the upper lip is just a, is just a piece of skin, and that piece, piece of skin is connected to the, to the whole body. So, uh, the idea also that is interesting there is that uh, wherever in our body we are able to perceive the four elements, if we perceive them very clearly, then every other part of the body to which we are going to direct our attention are going also to be perceived with the four elements. So what is difficult at the beginning is to establish the perception of four elements. First, with only one type of element, no? like earth or water or fire or wind, and then in any part of the body. So when this one element is, is clearly defined, then the, the, the other three elements also are going to be uh, perceived because they, 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 they come together. So. Uh, but also in the sense of locality, that is, if we have uh, the perception of the, of the four elements, wherever in our body we, we, we put our attention, then, if it is clearly uh, understood, clearly seen, then the rest of the body also is going to be perceived as, as the four elements. So, uh, if we start at the touching point, then from there also the whole body, that means the whole uh, physical structure that is supporting the breath process, is seen as the four elements. So this is for the for the the class of materiality, and then of course, like if someone has developed the jhana, then how do we proceed to analyze the mind? Because the mind also has to be taken into consideration. So somebody who have developed the jhana, then he will start with the with the, the, with the jhana factors and then see the characteristics of every uh, consciousness that is appearing uh, in the jhanas. So they will analyze the, 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 the states of mind that they had experienced when they were in the jhana uh, while practicing uh, Anapanasati. And also, uh, not only the jhanic state also will become apparent for the, to them, but also all the states of mind that are uh, associated with the, with the breathing of, uh, 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 of life in general. But they start because the, 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 their mind had been elevated to the jhanic level, then they will start with the jhana factors. 
So there are many ways to continue, but uh, actually uh, the introduction is, is the same. So either when we start to practice Vipassana, either we start with, the, with mentality, uh, with the mental content as the first uh, object of uh, observation, or we start with materiality. And they say also that uh, it's more difficult to start with the mentality if the mind has not attained uh, a good degree of concentration. So uh, people who don't have a very strong uh, concentration, like up to the jhana level, then it is suggested, because the mind is so subtle, it is suggested that uh, they start with the materiality. So all the time the process is from the grass to the subtle. So if you don't have jhana, and uh, you want to proceed to the uh, to the vipassana, then from the from the breath itself, then the, you you proceed directly to the four elements without uh, I mean uh, instead of pro proceeding from the from the mental element. So from the four element, you proceed and develop the uh, again uh, some deal of concentration, and then and then the, the vipassana goes with uh, material elements as a, as a support and then after that you switch to uh, uh, looking at the mind itself <coughs> so actually the marker between uh, between uh, the the two paths of uh, samatha or vipassana it is uh, it's a question of choice but uh, it is defined as a, as a, I just explained here what is the life continuum consciousness how does it arise what does it do is this not evidence of uh, some self so the life consciousness the life continuum consciousness is the the term is the translation one translation for uh, bhavanga so bhava means existence or uh, continuum also and the uh, anga means uh, the factors so the life con what is the life continuum consciousness what is the bhavanga and how does it arise so uh, we have seen that uh, the, the the mind itself huh? last time i made a, a, a very uh, obvious demonstration about uh, how the mind is arising with objects. Hmm? So uh, I'm sure you were convinced that uh, the mind cannot arise without an object. So if the mind is not proceeding with the five senses, how does it work? It can work as when you are co uh, conceiving or when you are purely on a mental level then you are cogitating on whatever is the mental activity you have then the, the mind is having that object uh, for holding on. Hmm? So the mind arises uh, dependent on, on the object that you have in the mind. But sometimes you may not be aware of a specific uh, object or sometimes also you think that, uh, I mean, like uh, if you go to sleep or if you fall, uh, not unconscious, but uh, if you are not, not aware of something, then are you really not aware of something? So this is what this is where the, 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 the role of the bhavanga is, uh, is uh, coming into play. That is, uh, they say that when the five sense door are not operating and also when the mind door uh, as, a, as a conscious process is not operating, then the life consciousness, the, the, the life continuum, the bhavanga, is, uh, is uh, getting on. Like when you are in sleep, then the, the, the mind 
you think that the mind is deeply unconscious, but actually the mind is still depending on an object. And what is the object of that consciousness? The object of that consciousness is, the, is an object that uh, has been determined in your previous life uh, at the death moment. So at the de when somebody is dying, then there is a conscious process which makes uh, either three types of uh, objects appear to the mind. And uh, these things will be the predominant, uh, most uh, powerful thing that will manifest to the person who is dying. And they say that uh, these the three things can be a karma, that is an action that you have done in the past, mm? or it can be the karma nimitta, that is you have the sign of the action that, uh, that, that you have done in the past, one, uh, one picture or one, one sign of, uh, of these uh, previous actions. Or, thirdly, it can also be uh, the sign of destiny. That means you have a precognition of uh, where you are going to land, where you are going, where the consciousness is going to, 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 to find an old. Is getting to, to, to get reborn in a way, in which plane and also which, uh, uh, which type of uh, mansion or which type of uh, world. Also. So, some, in some cases, people have, uh, have uh, pre precognitions or a very vivid uh, image of uh, where they will be reborn. So, normally, these three types of things uh, appear to the mind of uh, somebody who is dying. Sometimes, also. Somebody who is dying may have uh, just a present object that is appearing at the consciousness, you know, like anything that uh, that the person is aware of when when the five when the five senses operate. So they say that uh, uh, the mind registers that object, hmm? either those three types of uh, of signs or also some kind of uh, sense object. And uh, then it registered it so strongly that uh, in the next life, when the, the, when the, the, the life uh, takes on, like it's a bit uh, delicate to explain it to explain. But uh, when the life uh, when the life ends, then the, 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 the continuum of uh, consciousness, that is the Bhavanga, a new, uh, Bhavanga arise together with the, like the first moment of consciousness in, in the next life is called the Patisandhi Vijnana. This is the consciousness, the rebirth consciousness. So that rebirth consciousness lasts only for one moment. And after that one moment, that same conscious, not that same consciousness, but the same characteristics, the same consciousness actually disappear, but then another consciousness is arising with the same characteristic as the previous one. Huh? And then it's, this is the, 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 the first, uh, it's a bhavanga, so it's a new, uh, a, a new life continuum. And that new life uh, continuum is having the same object that the person had uh, just uh, prior to, the death, to, the, to his uh, death moment. And uh, then that object is going to remain in the bhavanga, as long as uh, its life uh, will last. And then also when the life, when the, the, the mental process, when the mental consciousness fall into Bhavanga, then the, the mind at that time, the Bhavanga Chitta, will have uh, that object just like automatic. It will uh, arise together with, uh, with the consciousness and then up to the death moment of, uh, of that life. So when the, 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 the person is dying again, because uh, it happens, then uh, 
then the same process appears, uh, arise again, and then a new type of uh, bhavanga and uh, also the uh, a new type of bhavanga arise with uh, a new type of object. So if the if the description of the bhavanga is not clear, then uh, you can ask me. I can give you references in the book. So what does it do? So this is what it does, it just keeps the, that's why it is also called the life continuum, because it, 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 keep, it keeps the, the, the process of life in a continuum, in a continuous uh, process. Mm. So it is always uh, arising and passing away, but it has a, a we have a sense of a continuity like this. And the last uh, note here, is this not evidence of, non, of some self? So, is it an evidence of some self? So it depends what we mean by self. So I like comparison, and uh, then again, you know, the, the the some of the images that are given in the in the text, like last time I said about a lamp, so or about a candle. So we see the flame. Is the flame? Is it the same as the light that is on the wall? Or is the flame always the same? The flame is always in the process of uh, a continual uh, re uh, renewal. So the same thing with the lamp. Hmm? But also, uh, uh, you have been sometimes in, the, in some mountainous area, in, in, the, in the deep valleys, in the, right? in the, or sometimes in a very big cave. And then in a cave, or in that uh, very big mo mountain valley, uh, you cry, you know, or you, you, you say something very loud. And then there is the echo. But uh, when the echo is very strong, sometimes the echo lasts for, for a few minutes, you know. So after uh, one minute or so, you say, well, you are hearing yourself, but are you shouting over there? Is it? It's, it, it looks like the same voice, but you, are, you, you can be talking with your friend and still your voice will be coming back because of the echo. So in that sense, is that the self? Or is that... We could see it is just the continuity. So the echo does not arise without uh, its cause. That means it does not arise without the sound that produces the echo. So the same thing with the sound. How, does it, how is it produced? It is produced with the with the lungs and also with the, 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 the vocal cords and then the, the, the wind going through them and then the sound occurs. And also like, I mean, like, a, like, a, like a music also, the sound. Like a, there is a story of, uh, uh, I think related to that, and uh, it's in a village, in a very far away village, and uh, I don't know if you have seen the, uh, in Asia they use, uh, they use the couch you know the couch in the, in the sea, right? So they use that like a trumpet. Actually, this is the same principle of a trumpet. No? The trumpet is just something... Uh, so anyway, they, 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 they take the couch and then they, they, they cut one of the, uh, the entrance and then they put a kind of... A, a kind of, not a pipe, but a kind of, how to say, opening. And then they blow uh, with the same system, with the same principle as a trumpet. And then because of the echo that you have there, you know, and then the, 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 the spiral that, that are, uh, that are the, 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 the counts, you know, then the sound is, 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 is it becomes uh, very big. So then they blow, they blow in the counts and, the, and then you can hear the, 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 the sound very far away, like a trumpet. So there is a story that uh, 
one day a man with a uh, conch blower, actually it seems that uh, in these days you had a professional conch blower. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the guy was going with his conch and then he was blowing like this, you know, so he came to a village and, and then he blew in his conch very loud and then, and then after that he put, he put his conch there and then he, he took a nap. <laughs> so that's life of a conch blower. <laughs> but then the villagers they, they thought, oh, oh, that wonderful sound, where is that coming from? And then, oh, yes, and from there. So they, they, just, they just got there, you know, and then they, they, they reached the person who was having arrest, and they say, where is that marvelous sound coming from, you know? And then, where did you see, did you, do, do you know, where is that, where, where is that from? And the, the counselors thought, oh, those poor, those poor people, they are very primitive, you know, they can't even identify that. <laughs> The sound, and then he said, "No, the sound does not arise." And then he said, "No, no." Then he said, "He said, no, the the sound is uh, my count. It, it arises with the count." So they, they took the count, and then they look in the count, and they, they try everything, and then the sound is not blowing. So this, he does, so he said, "No, no, the, the sound does not occur if you don't blow in the count." So like this, you know, just to say that uh, a sound or anything uh, manifested cannot arise without a cause. So it's the same thing with the, with the process of uh, with the process of uh, of uh, consciousness arising again and again, and also taking uh, an object that will be uh, uh, that will be kept as a continuous uh, object throughout the life. Uh, it's not that it's a self; it is just that. Uh, it arises according to condition. So if it is conditioned, then, then also it is impermanent. And then if it's impermanent, then when the conditions disappear, then actually if it was a self, then there would be no self anymore. So this is for the imagery, the imagery of the echo. So this is the principle of the echo. And then also there is another image that uh, is given, and it is the, the, the simile of the seal impression. So when you stamp something, you know, like in the custom or whatever, in the, so this stamp, so the, the, the stamp that you, get, that you get on your letter, is it the same as the, as the, the, the punching, how do you say, the, the, that punching thing? No, it's not the same, but, but it cannot arise if there is not the, the, the punch there. But so, so in that sense, it's a, there is a kind of continuity there, but also there is a kind of causal relationship. The seal, I mean, the, the, the image of the seal cannot arise without the seal. The seal impression cannot arise without the, 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 the seal, the, the, the stamp of the seal. So another one is the, the symphony of the shadow. So if you look at yourself uh, in the light, of, in the sunlight, or if you look at the tree and then you see the shadow of the tree, so can we say that uh, the shadow is the tree, or is it the same as the tree? Is there a self in the in the shadow, or self in the tree? So the shadow cannot exist without the without the tree, and the, also the shadow cannot exist without the, the sun uh, pointing at the at the tree. So uh, it is depending on causes like this. So this is what we mean by by no self. So so we can inquire more by yourself. Hmm. So I think also like uh, like in there, you know, if we look at the text how they explain it, they will say that uh, it's a process of continuity. Hmm? So there is a continuum. 
there is a kind of continuum. So that process of uh, identity of a continuity, hmm? Santana in Pali. So the process of continuity is neither identity. So if it is continuous, it's not the same. Like uh, it's neither. We cannot say that it is the same identity, and also we cannot say that it is a diversity. Like for example, uh, some of you every day you can you have curd here, you have uh, yogurt. Hmm? So the yogurt itself is it the milk? No, it's not the milk. So uh, it's neither identity. The yogurt is not the milk. But also, is it diversity? Is the yogurt not the milk? No, the yogurt is the milk. So like this, it's neither identity nor diversity. It's a process of. Uh, it's just a, a continuum of, uh, of uh, changing processes uh, that are depending on, on causes and conditions. So if it was, if the curd was absolute, uh, I mean it was absolutely different than the milk, then uh, uh, absolute diversity, then the curd will not be derived from the milk. But it's not uh, like that. Same thing with the seeds, the, the, the natural seeds that we find in the, with the plants. So, is the like if you are eating an apple, you know, in the, in the autumn, then is the apple the same as the seed? No, it's not the same. But there is no apple without the seed. But we cannot say that uh, it's the same. But also, we cannot say that it is uh, it is independent, or we cannot say that uh, it is a diversity. So here, uh, same thing again, uh, rebirth, uh, related to the death and rebirth process. So will you please explain death uh, and rebirth process? You may find useful the chart 12 at page uh, 179 of uh, Sayalis Susila's uh, uh, book. So if, uh, if you are interested to see the book or also many other books of uh, Abhidhamma, like the Abhidhammata Sangha, they, they, they describe very precisely with charts and uh, very detailed uh, uh, analysis of the of the of the dying process. So, if you are interested, we can have it printed there. Or also, you can just look in the library. The reference is uh, easily available. Here, you spoke of 17 mind moments, and then the mind touched down. Is this touching down with taka? application of the mind. So I spoke about the 17 mind moments and then the mind touching down. Not actually touching down, but uh, it is, as I said, falling or it is uh, going back to the, uh, the bhavanga that we have just described. So after 17 mind moments, then the, the mind goes back to the, uh, the bhavanga for, for a relative uh, amount of time. So the touching down actually is not with taka. It's, uh, it's Vitaka is uh, can be uh, there all the time. Here, a subtle question is that according to the dependent origination arising, Nama Rupa consists of Rupa, Vedana, Sanya, and Sankara, Kanda. And vijnana is condition cause of this nama rupa. 
But the Vijnana, which is equivalent to the Patisandhi Chitta, that is the, the rebirth uh, consciousness, is also including Vedana, Sanya and Sankara, the mental concomitant, Chitta-sikha. It appears to contradict, if my understanding that uh, mentioned above is correct, how do I understand this process? So, uh, we can just see that uh, uh, the, there are many functions of the Vijnana, there are many functions of the mind. So, depending on the function uh, it is uh, playing, then it can uh, have a different terms. This is one explanation. But also, we can see that uh, in this particular case, the consciousness is having... Uh, there are, there are two kinds of consciousness. That is, you have the consciousness as the mentality. So there is a consciousness as the vijnana itself. And then also, there is the consciousness as condition. So the consciousness is uh, playing uh, the supportive cause of uh, being the condition for the namarupa. So although it is included in namarupa itself, uh, consciousness at that time if it is seen from the dependent arising of the Paticca Samupada, consciousness is playing the role or is uh, defined as the, as the condition of uh, this very, na uh, this very uh, mind and matter, this very Nama Rupa. So it is very, uh, it's not tricky, but uh, there are so many causes and conditions that uh, sometimes it can be confusing, but uh, it is so detailed that uh, uh, we can see also, like uh, with especially with that link, that uh, sometimes a nama rupa, mm, mentality, materiality, nama rupa also can be a condition for vijnana. And also we can see that uh, vijnana, like in the case of the rebirth uh, process, uh, vijnana also is a condition for the nama rupa. So uh, actually, there is no contradiction. Also, the vijnana of the nama rupa also sometimes can uh, can uh, have the role or the function of uh, just the, 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 the sense uh, consciousness. So, uh, the sense, the, the five sense or the six sense uh, consciousness is also nama rupa. But uh, it depends of uh, consciousness itself to arise. That's delicate. Hmm? Here's a very easy question, but actually we can uh, we can elaborate it as we like. Do you think the Buddha was an architect or a gardener? I think it can be very easy. We can easily uh, reply to that. You know, I think he was he was both, but also he was so much more than that. That uh, how do we define that type of uh, of personage? Mm -hmm. That he was a very special person. So the, uh, the, the 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 idea that came to my mind as a as a comparison was Leonardo da Vinci. So that person was a genius. 
and then he also he was living in the, uh, uh, the, the Renaissance uh, in about the 15th century in Italy and uh, that person actually was very curious and also very inventive and he was uh, very creative as you know and uh, the most of his uh, works are uh, related to painting but actually he was everything you can imagine he was an astronomer he was a scientist he was uh, an architect he was he invented the, the principle of the helicopter also he, he, he had the idea of a tank the, the idea of the tank also he, he designed uh, uh, planes you know and uh, he also he was uh, he had uh, charts of anatomy which uh, also brought uh, new scientific discoveries and uh, what not was I forgot the notes that I could have uh, written about him you know in his biography but uh, the thing that is most striking is that uh, uh, he was an observer of uh, natural phenomenon that was surrounding him so actually what was denoting, what, wha what was uh, bringing this uh, type of invention or this type of uh, genius that he was having is his power of observation. So wherever he was going, he was always carrying uh, a notepad or a, no a notebook with him and then he was taking notes about everything he could, uh, he could see or he was finding interesting, he was taking notes and also he was taking, uh, he was making, uh, you know, uh, uh, drawings and uh, all kinds of uh, very interesting uh, things that that were uh, that are still available as his, uh, his, uh, the records of his notebooks and uh, and uh, uh, so this is it so this is called uh, this was the principle of uh, natural uh, I think natural philosophy it's called because at that time the science uh, science as such was not yet invented I'm not going to elaborate in that way because I, I will get lost but uh, uh, but uh, the, the science was not yet invented so you had the natural philosophy, uh, philosophy that is they were observing natural phenomena and then out of that they were coming to uh, to a theory and also they were elaborating so science the word science itself mean just means knowledge so the knowledge that is structured and then very well organized then later on they, invent, they, 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 they use that, uh, that terminology to, to, to specify more precisely a branch of uh, what we know as a science but actually the, the, the real science is just by observing a natural phenomenon so like the Leonardo da Vinci, da Vinci he was like uh, doing the he, because he wanted to have a very precise paintings then he was uh, you, you probably know you know about that but anyway he was uh, uh, looking at corpse and then all the, the, the all the anatomy of uh, of the of the body is uh, is put together and then he said he was not really for medical uh, discoveries but just to have more precise painting so that when he was doing a painting then every nerve every uh, muscle will be uh, really well uh, represented So he was having uh, the feel of uh, of nature, the feel of life in front of him, and then he was able to 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 uh, to, to interpret it, and then also to analyze it, and then to to make pictures, and then also to invent out of these things, you know, like the the crane, or it's just the the, the natural uh, natural re replica. If we look at nature, all nature is uh, is uh, is working. Then there is a lot of. Uh, 
uh, inspiration that, that, that is uh, got for arts or also inspiration that is got for any kind of mechanics it's based on natural principle so uh, to come back to the Buddha hmm? yes this is uh, how it started uh, so we can say that the, the Buddha actually was uh, quite an observer and uh, judging by the text that, uh, that we can read he was uh, very, uh, very uh, aware and also very open to life itself with uh, so many similes he is giving to us. Like now here the question is the gardener. What simile don't we have with the gardening? He says that the mind is, uh, has to be, you have to pluck the weeds and uh, the mind has to be cultivated and the mind has to be... There are many similes that are made uh, with the gardener, with the gardening. Also, sometimes uh, he was meeting farmers. That there is a story actually that uh, that uh, says that uh, one he wa once he was meeting a group of farmers. They had, uh, you know, like in, uh, in these days. I mean, still nowadays in Asia, when it is the when they have finished the, when they have finished the harvest. Even in the West, we have the same thing, like the corn. Or so anyway, when they have finished the harvest of the rice there or any type of crops that they, they were having. Uh, then they, they, they have a kind of party and then they, 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 have, uh, they, they are celebrating the event and they, uh, they give food to everybody. So there is a public uh, type of uh, sharing hmm, for everyone. So one day the, the, the Buddha uh, arrived with his bow uh, to, to a farmer and then to a group of people who are in that uh, festivi festivities and uh, and uh, obviously they were not so used to, uh, to monks, you know, they were not yet Buddhist. So the farmer said, you shaven head, what are you doing like this with your bow? Don't, why don't you work like us and, uh, you know, to plug the field and then, uh, then eat what you have, uh, what you have, uh, what you have uh, harvested. And then the Buddha very calmly told the farmer, well, uh, I am also doing some cultivation. Oh, and then he says, I forget the detail of the story, but he says, I am plucking uh, the, uh, the, the, the weeds of, the, of my kalesas, and then also I develop the good qualities and the, 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 the harvest of, the, of pure mind and uh, all the, what you can compare with, uh, with, the, with the real fruit of something. And then also he says that I, he is sharing also the, the product of, of his harvest uh, with everybody. So in that way he was making a comparison with... Uh, with, uh, with cultivation with the farmer. Also, he, he sometimes the comparison can be done with uh, he, like uh, art craft, like somebody who is uh, stretching, making the arrows very straight. Uh, so in the same way, someone has to make his mind very straight. Uh, also, there is the, in the Dhammapada, there are a simile of, uh, of uh, someone who is doing some irrigation. Uh, so if you want to irrigate your field, like in Asia, it's very important because they have, uh, they have the rainy season only uh, once a year, and it lasts about three or four months. So uh, for the rest of the year, there is no water. So the way you are irrigating the, the, the field is very uh, essential for survival. Also, the way you are going to manage the water is uh, something very important. So irrigation in these days was much developed. So he was saying, okay, now the mind is just like a, like a field or it, it is just like the irrigation process. And then you put your canal there and then you, you, you drive the water in that direction and then you, you drive the water in that direction. And then with uh, the development of the 
the proper irrigation of, of your mind, then you are able to, to develop your meditation. So that principle also, like I think it was developed, uh, it was used uh, more practically. And uh, we see like uh, in Sri Lanka, I had a friend and uh, the, 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 the friend of uh, yeah, a friend and then he, he was a student and uh, he was telling me that uh, he was going to, to do a thesis on the irrigation and uh, he was in engineering at the university. So uh, he, he told me that he was going to Sri Lanka because Sri Lanka had preserved one of the most ancient uh, uh, ingenious uh, ways of uh, irrigata irrigata irrigation you know, for the field. So their system of irrigation was very complex and also very difficult to, uh, I mean, very, very much original. So to the extent that even the modern, uh, the modern engineers are, are, are still, uh, still can get lessons from that. So I don't know if it developed from the uh, from the Buddhist uh, philosophy or from the Buddhist principle, but the principle is the same. Uh, so it can also be compared with uh, with an astronaut, or also forest guard, or a zoologist, a botanist, an alchemist, or also housewife who is uh, doing the silk, you know, like uh, treading the silk. Like sometimes they compare Anapanasati with, uh, with the very fine thread of silk that you are always uh, doing as a work and then it becomes very, very subtle so the attention needs to be there, very, very delicate and it's like the, the someone who is, uh, who is uh, stitching some silk, uh, silk embroidery. So the comparisons are, are infinite, not infinite, but uh, there is a big, uh, a big deal uh, out of that. Also, as an architect, was the Buddha an architect? Sometimes also there is one gata, and uh, it is a gata, you know, a, a verse that he expressed when he attained the full enlightenment, and then he said, he said, uh, I forgot again the, the verse, but uh, in, 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 in general it says, ah. Uh, oh, you, Mara, you, architect of the, of the house, uh, you are not going to, to play tricks again to me, I have found you, and you will not be able to build an house for, uh, for me again. So in that way, he came to realize how we are building houses, how we are building uh, uh, conditions, and then also a structure in which existence after existence we find ourselves in. So the, we are builders, we are architects of our own life. Hmm? So the principle of architecture is there. But also I think the Buddha will be more, uh, could be more likely compared to a doctor. And then, because, because the whole thing is that he was, he was concerned about human life. And also he was concerned about suffering. And then he was really concerned about the suffering itself. He was not only an idealist or somebody who was dreaming and, uh, you know, uh, someone uh, way off. He was concerned, okay, what is, what is suffering? What is sickness? What is death? What is uh, old age? What can I do about it? Huh? So, on a pure uh, physical level, he knew a lot about, I'm sure, that he, he was quite aware of the medical needs and also what medicine as such 
can do for release of suffering, of physical suffering. This is a, this is a, a, a consideration that he probably had a deeply uh, considered. But in all the simile that we find, you know, as an architect, as a painter, or as an astronomist, or as a biologist, we all, with all the similes that, that, that we find in the, in the text, actually, it doesn't seem to have been so much practical. Like, where is this painting? Where is this uh, architect plans and uh, his gardens? No. All the similes were related to the mind, because this is what he, he, he found as uh, being the, 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 the root cause of the problem, is our mind. So the similes, the, uh, the, the, the lessons and then the knowledge that he got from the observation he had from his natural environment, he applied the same principles, not to build up science, which is very useful, which is very necessary to improve our life, but with the science of the mind. And then the suffering actually was not only the physical suffering of, uh, of uh, sickness, old age and death uh, he was uh, concerned with, but also the psychological suffering that we are all carrying. So in a way also we could say maybe that uh, he was uh, some of the precursor of the uh, of, uh, psychology, psychotherapy, all the psychoanalysis and everything, because he was a master of the, of the process of the mind. So, so what do you think he was? He was an, uh, an architect or he was a gardener? finished but I would like to uh, just to, to add a few words concerning the last time I said okay at a certain point I said oh if we are not ready to die for a cause then we have not lived but what I meant is that uh, uh, we should not be ready to kill ourselves but we should just uh, we should have a, just have a cause that motivates us enough that uh, that we feel we are we are willing to give everything to it. You know? It doesn't mean that uh, we have to come to the extent. Okay, now uh, that's good for the cause. You know? <laughs> and also regarding the nimitta, you know, last time I said I, I laughed a little bit about those who were putting the the, the stripe on their on their eyes, and uh, you know, it's just that uh, I sometimes. Uh, Sometimes joking are good, but uh, uh, what I wanted to say is not that uh, the, 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 the nimitta, you know, is not dependent on the eyes. The nimitta of you have in your meditation is, 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 a, is an image of your mind. So it does not, it does not depend on eye consciousness. Like just now we, we described a little bit about the, the metta jhana. Huh? So the metta jhana is having beings in, uh, in our uh, mind, is having beings uh, as, uh, as the object of our mind. So the same principle if we are practicing uh, metta, for example, if we want to develop the metta jhana, then when we are walking or whatever position we may have, then uh, whether we have the eyes open or the eyes closed, then the, the image or uh, the sign or 
the object uh, of consciousness that uh, the, the object on which consciousness will, will depend to, to, to make the, the, the absorption arise will not be a visual uh, consciousness but still we will have the consciousness of the, of the supporting uh, jhana you know, that, that can occur when we are walking but we may be uh, having the full uh, the, the eyes very open but uh, the, the, the object of our mind will, will, will just be a mental uh, will be a mental object. Yeah, another last question that uh, that was written there is uh, the Pacheka Buddha. You know, the Buddha was just uh, Pacheka. That means uh, they are living just by themselves, and they, they are not teaching. Also, you probably know that they they, are, they don't have. They didn't develop the the, the ability to uh, to explain that their their dharma uh, to others as uh, as much as the the the, the Samma Sambuddha the other types of Buddha. So that type of Buddha, that is the solitary uh, Buddha, uh, as they don't teach, how can they be recognized? Hmm. It's not necessarily because someone is teaching that, uh, that he is a Buddha, first of all. And uh, second is that it is very difficult to, to recognize the Buddha. Like there is the story of, uh, of the Buddha himself, just after his enlightenment, he was walking back, you know, to see uh, to see his five friends that were living uh, in, uh, close to Varanasi. Uh, so when he was uh, going on his uh, on his uh, journey up to that place, then he met uh, he met an ascetic, you know, another uh, sadhu, and uh, that uh, sadhu told him, "Oh, you 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 are looking very bright, my my friend. You know, who is your teacher?" And the Buddha said, "No, I don't have a teacher." And he said, "Oh, yes." And then also the Buddha said, well, uh, I am a Buddha, I am a fully enlightened, enlightened person. And then the other one said, ah, yeah, may it be so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't seem to have, much, to have made much of, a, of, a, of an impression on that person. <laughs> so how can we recognize, I mean, if we, if we are not able to, I mean, if in some cases we are not able to recognize a Buddha, then... Uh, of course, uh, how can we recognize a Pachika Buddha? And uh, can the can the the, the Pachika Buddha can they arise inside the Buddha's dispensation or only outside? I think when they arise, then it is the dispensation. They are in the in their own dispensation. So they don't arise without the, the without the eightfold noble path. So when they arise, they are part of the dispensation just by being there. Also, like, uh, I don't know exactly, but uh, I'm not sure, but uh, it is said, I'm, I'm not sure if it refers to the Sama, maybe someone of you may, uh, may know the details, but uh, I don't know if it refers to the Sama, some Buddha, but it is said that uh, these, uh, the Buddha cannot arise, there is only one that can arise at, uh, at one time in the universe. Oh, you know, in one, you know, in one, uh, one specific universe, only one at a time. So, uh, I don't know if the Pachika Buddha can. I don't think. I think the Pachika Buddha also uh, abide with the, with that same rule. Ah, also, can they be females? Also, so. 
uh, I think that uh, when it comes to this stage, uh, the, the, the difference of gender doesn't make much, uh, it's not very important, they really transcend that. And uh, they say that uh, the, the Buddha, like in the Theravada tradition, the, the, the Buddha is just a male. So all the time he will, uh, he will be reborn as, a, as male. But don't have prejudice uh, because of that. It's just it transcends so much the the gender that uh, the qualities of uh, of both are, are just uh, expressed in, uh, in a specific uh, uh, specific uh, specific forms. Also, just one another little detail about uh, the paramis, you know, that uh, that we had uh, briefly uh, touched uh, last week and. Uh, then I just want to, because I made the comparison that the paramis themselves, like uh, the, the question I think was related to, uh, to to which extent do we need to accumulate the paramis. And then I said that the paramis are, uh, if you don't have enough paramis, then uh, you don't get what you are uh, wanting. You, you, you don't get uh, uh, the situation in which you, you want to find yourself or... Like I took it more in the sense of uh, result. Uh, also, I took it more in the sense like I compared that to the to the bank account. So if your bank account was not uh, uh, high enough or, or uh, uh, well uh, supported enough, then you would not be able to buy uh, certain things. Mm? But this uh, comparison will, I think, it will be more suitable if we uh, use it in parallel to uh, to the merit or to the actions. So if somebody is performing good actions and then uh, his life is full of good things, then this is karma, and the karma is the volition. So that volition is going to produce some results. So if somebody has a very good uh, karma and also has a lot of merit, then also he has a much more chance to, to, to get uh, the life uh, much uh, you know, supplied with, uh, with the easier uh, uh, things you know material and also uh, spiritual but the paramis themselves are actually the, they are called also the perfections so they are qualities that we are developing so the quality are not bringing uh, uh, the, the fruit of uh, developing qualities will not bring uh, the result that it will bring it, it will be uh, uh, a transformative result that will that means it will transform our uh, personality it will transform our uh, being altogether so uh, they, they are just going to be qualities that will be part of our nature for example like here we have uh, eight or ten paramis like dana sila nikama the renunciation panya wisdom viriya kanti satcha aditana metta and upekka so these are qualities of the mind. So if someone is developing these qualities in his life, then uh, these become habits and these also become traits of, uh, of, uh, of the character. So uh, if we relate it to the meditation, if our paramis are highly developed, then when we come to the meditation, then it's much easier. Why? Because, for example, just, uh, just I mean, just uh, I'm just doing it uh, at a glance. So let's say dana. So if your 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 spirit is a spirit of sharing and also non non grasping, and you are always in the mood of giving. So when you are sitting, you are not going like this and okay, now I want my nimitta and then I want my dana, and uh, you are not struggling for for. I mean, you don't uh, the imbalance the the effort in a, in a way 
that will be egocentric. So just the fact of uh, having an attitude of, uh, of sharing uh, makes the practice much, much easier. So somebody who has developed the quality of dana, the quality of charity, when he practices the, medi- the meditation, then it becomes much easier. Also because uh, the, the mind also will be always uh, uh, sweet and will be always uh, uh, painted and also always be decorated with, uh, with the fruits of uh, having shared something in the, in the past. So, when the person is doing meditation, it's much easier because uh, this because the art already is open to uh, uh, to giving and not to not to grasping. So, whatever meditation subject will be uh, practiced, ah, very easy. So, also the practice of sila is the same thing. Sila is just behavior. Sila is just actions. So, if somebody is having uh, all the time good uh, good contact and also well disciplined, well uh, behaved. Then also when the meditation comes, then the person will not have to struggle with uh, not only with uh, I mean just not only with tendency to, to do bad uh, you know physical or, or verbal behavior, but also the sila that has come to a high level will not uh, will not corrupt the mind. So the mind will not be uh, uh, distracted by by wrong by thoughts that will uh, that will stimulate a wrong uh, eventual. Uh, bad behavior of uh, body or speech. So this is for the sila, and also nikama is the same thing. The nikama that is the renunciation. So renunciation means you just let go. You are not craving for something. You just let it go. You just let it be, and then you don't control anything. You just renounce and accept uh, more or less what uh, what you have, and you are more contented. So by having the the sense of contentment and not. Uh, not always the, 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 the very strong uh, ambition of uh, getting more and more, then uh, meditation becomes much easier. Vidya also the same thing. If you are energetic by nature, then also uh, your, your meditation is going to be sustained and also you will have the courage and the also the, the force to, to, to wake up in the morning and uh, to practice all the day without any interruption and to follow the schedule like uh, no one would be able to, uh, to blame you. <laughs> and then the panya also is the same thing. So panya, that means uh, the discrimination and also the wisdom, right? So if somebody is, uh, is using his intelligence to listen, okay, now what I am doing, like if you develop panya, like the, the paramis also is something that we have to develop in ordinary life. Like uh, all the time, the panya, all these things, they are just, they are qualities that are to be developed. And it's not, it is very different than the, than the, medi- than the meditation as such. Mm? So panya can be used as the worldly type of panya. If you are wise to give education, to get education, or to, to know how to manage things, <laughs> and then also to know how to organize the things, and then to study a phenomenon and, and to make a good sense out of that, then, then your quality of uh, intelligence, that type of uh, understanding and wisdom is, is getting developed. So I think it's the same with, uh, with the other one, you know, like the meta also, the, 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 the meta is the same principle. So if somebody is having uh, the always the, the, the abolition of loving kindness, then uh, when, the meditation, when the meditation comes, also, it's much. Uh, it, it is much easier. So, these qualities, these qualities become part of our uh, being, and uh, and uh, 
although they can be developed uh, when we are doing uh, normal actions every time if we wash the dishes or if we are whatever actions we are uh, doing in life we can develop the paramis and then they become they, they can become part of our personality but also we cannot say that uh, uh, that okay now our my meditation is not good because i don't have paramis no that's not good now now we can develop paramis if we say we don't have enough paramis, well, we have a lot of time. <laughs> now is the occasion, the ideal uh, occasion. You don't have to work, you don't have to do anything. You just have to develop your paramis. So just think about a few paramis that you can develop, and uh, it can become part of. Uh, I mean, you can just include that into uh, uh, into your bag of uh, of good qualities, and then later you will you, you will think, ah, yes, of course, I did this four months retreat, and then I accumulated a lot a lot of paramis, and that's why now my meditation is very strong. So now is the ideal moment to develop all those uh, qualities of uh, of renunciation and all those paramis that will make you succeed in your meditation, and one day you will be all be liberated and free from suffering.